the college basketball experience final four preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network presented by WinBet. The WinBet casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W I N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duels is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download it. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So go grab that thing today and let it ride. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron Crowe from Loyola Chicago Ramblers, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the broad stop. Thank you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience elite eight, sweet 16 reaction show mix with final four preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Damn it. There's only, there's only a few games left. In, in the college basketball season, I'm starting to tear up. Just uh, let me just make this sport year round. All right. Uh, I am joined by my co host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Yes, back in the saddle and third man in the booth here, the DFS God himself. Woo! Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, <laughs> tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Here you go. I'll give you some music. Coach K's magical career. It's not over yet. Potentially two more wins to go out as a champion, to go out as a champion. Doesn't get much more epic than this. It doesn't get much more epic than this. One game at a time. One game at a time, folks. Well, guys, let me just start off by saying, uh, hold on, let me find this clip here. Uh, uh, you know, this the Elite Eight. First off, oh, look, I love college basketball. I think it's the greatest sport on the fucking planet that we have. However, Elite Eight was a bit of a snooze fest. Sweet Sixteen was fun. <laughs> Elite Eight was a snooze fest, but for me personally, coaching, our, we're all, our coaching did a horrible job. The you players did a horrible win. job. 
We got our ass kicked in that you second half. Win. It sucked. It stunk. You can't See? win. Uh, yeah, this is me. You can't win. Because for the Elite Eight, I went 0 and 4 ATS. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's on on the tails of going 7 and 1 in the Sweet 16, right? Or yeah. the, the second half of the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh. I mean, it's a tough. It's, uh, hey, look. Uh, it's easy to see a tide turn, and oh, I, you know what? I'm only really mad about one of them. I'm only really mad about the Villanova Houston game. I should have been smarter. Guard play travels in the tournament. I went with a team that was missing two of their top three leading scorers against the veteran team that's been Colin Gillespie's been playing basketball for 37 years at Villanova. You say that, but Houston just kind of put it on Arizona. Arizona had zero tournament experience. Doesn't matter. But, They're a good and, team, but that game was the closest out of all four games. Yeah, but I still, mean, Houston was in that. Hit a couple more threes. Yeah, one for talking, twenty for you know, three. Is that Patty C shooting or, there? Hey, or maybe <laughs> they win in, in regulation. Who are you talking about? The uh, Houston, Houston went one for twenty for three, and they still almost won that game. Gosh, one pretty, for twenty for three. That is pretty brutal. And and look, Villanova played great defense, but some of those were some open ass threes that were missed. Yeah, definitely combination. Um, yeah, the other ones I feel like. Feel like I was all right on. I mean, I didn't trust Miami against Kansas, but I thought at seven points or whatever that number was, I was like, I guess. You know, I didn't. I well, didn't have a great feel to it. I didn't bet the game personally. They were up six at halftime. Yeah, I felt pretty good at that point. Me too. Me too. I was sitting there saying, "Well, I got uh, thirteen points. How the fuck am I gonna? Lo- I think I'm good." I was like, "Is Larry Nega gonna? Is Miami gonna win the national championship?" <laughs> uh, so it, it was a bit. It's a bit wild. My bracket's completely fucked. Obviously, that that sh- that was a while ago though. When when Houston beat Arizona, how's your bracket doing, Patty C? My bracket was busted long, long ago. <laughs> That's what's great. Uh, you know, shout out to uh shout out to our oldest brother. He calls me and he's like, Yeah, my bracket's terrible. You know why? Because I didn't watch a bunch of college basketball games. And I said, <laughs> Jared, I watched them all. I watched them all, <laughs> goddammit. And look, my bracket's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually the brackets are better when you don't watch as many games. There's a reason why, like back in the day, we would turn in like we'd have like fifty neighborhood friends submit a lineup, you know, everyone you know at school. And then my mom would win. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right. there's a reason why, and and uh, it's it's complete chaos. Nick, your bracket doing all right? Well, I still have Kansas, you know, <laughs> but basically, in 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 the high dollar one, it came down to Houston Villanova because somebody right above me had like two more points than me. They also had Kansas, but they had Villanova going to the final four. I had Houston. So with that. I think I'm done. I don't think I'm going to be winning any money this March. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bracket shit is tough, man. Um, Looking back on it. uh, Well, first let's just go through the games that happened uh, this, this weekend, (coughs) Saturday, Houston Villanova. Did you find anything shocking besides that one for 20 uh, shooting performance? I mean, this was a game where I just feel like first off slugfest. I actually loved it. I saw people complaining that they're not enough scoring. Look, go watch the NBA. All right. I don't want, I, they were saying college needs to change the rules to the NBA. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. All right. I love the fact you can see a good defensive game. I mean, obviously uh, Houston being a top 10 defensive team. I'm not sure what Villanova's ranking was. I haven't looked at that yet, but uh, still you would figure both of these. I mean, Houston was a top 10 offensive team too. So it was Villanova's 18th. 18th defensively. Yeah. So yeah, you would expect based on that, some, some good defense to be played with. I mean, this was a UVA basketball score. We were looking at here. This is like 
super slow pace, which Houston has, you know. But, but I I enjoy that slow though. pace and terrible shooting equals. It, this slow was the scores. best game of the of the week of the of the weekend. Definitely <laughs> the closest. And yeah. When you look at the box score, I mean, all the stats are almost identical. Like from the field, they both shot south of thirty percent, which is pretty awful. Uh, rebounds thirty nine to thirty eight. Turnovers ten ten. Fouls fourteen twelve. It's a very even game. One team shot five of twenty one for three. Not exactly setting the world on fire. The other one shot one of twenty. Well, there you go. There's your difference. <laughs> yeah. Those those four three pointers. You know, <laughs> who would have thought five of twenty one would be the better shooting from deep? But that was the game right there. Houston needed to hit a couple more jumpers, and like you said, I mean, uh, Kyler Edwards over eight from three. Oh, he had uh, a horrible Jamal game Shedd. in general. Yeah. yeah, Jamal Shedd over five. I mean, some of them were contested, but some of them were pretty decent looks too. And it just came down to uh, Villanova making a couple more shots. Yeah, the best player for Houston was Taze Moore, the uh, Cal State Bakersfield transfer. Um, yeah, I mean, in in hindsight, that's what I'm saying. I should have just sided with the team that could make free throws. That's another thing. Houston had some opportunities at the free throw line. Nova didn't miss one. Um, Fifteen to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Houston had some opportunity. If they just make their free throws, I think this game probably would have went to overtime. <laughs> Houston shot nine of 64 percent. Not awful, but that is th- those those are the two stats: the three point shooting and the free throw shooting. There's a difference in the game. Yep. Uh, well, that Arkansas Duke game wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who hates Duke, that's terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, this the score is deceiving. Duke whooped their ass way more than this. The, the, the first half was pretty damn competitive, uh, w- with exception of the, of the last two minutes. Yeah, I was about to say Duke, Duke really was up by twelve lead. at halftime. Yeah, but that was a run with like the last two minutes, and then early in the second half, I think Arkansas got it down to five. I want to say, but then Duke extended it back pretty quickly. I was still like, uh, I don't know. I thought they would, I thought they would give Duke a, a better game, even though I know Arkansas it wasn't to me over impressive, overly impressive against New Mexico State or Vermont. I thought they would give Duke a better game than they did. Um, Got outperformed in pretty much every key stat. Well, that's why, in a way, like, look, I, I, I think Gonzaga was incredibly flawed, but I do think their their path of Georgia State, Memphis, Arkansas is pretty fucking brutal. That was a pretty brutal path for the overall one seed for, in the NCAA tournament. For, who was uh, Gonzaga? For, for Gonzaga, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Kansas had a cakewalk compared to Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, look, I. I uh, I mentioned this on our reaction show and I'm curious your guys thoughts on this right when the bracket released, we had, we did a reaction show what two weeks ago. And I said, man, I think I mentioned four teams that got an easy path. And I think those four were, or not, not even an easy path. And they were misseeded. I said, Duke should have been a three, not a two. UNC should have been, in my opinion, like a, a 10 or 11 and they got an eight. Yeah. And then, uh, Kansas and Auburn, I thought all of them, I thought got in catered to. Yeah. Is it ironic that three of those four are in the, in the final four, or is it just, you still have to win the games. Who knows how it would have shaken out in another bracket on another side of things. You know what I mean? But I do think like if you're Gonzaga, if you're a Gonzaga fan, yes, you, Arkansas was the better team. There's no other way to cut that. Yeah. I watched that game. Arkansas was better, but the gauntlet that they had to go through was much harder than what you just said with Kansas. Yeah. Uh, or, or you could make the case. I think you can make the case. It was harder than Dukes. 
that Gonzaga's yeah, and, and they were the overall one seed in the tournament. Uh, yeah, you could definitely argue that Georgia State and Cal State Fullerton are comparable. Obviously, no. their seed is uh, Georgia State would fuck up Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Georgia State win by double digits. I think if they played, I, I so, would agree yeah. too. So that was beneficial to Duke because Cal State was the 15 and Georgia State yeah. was the 16. Yeah. Uh, so that, really, what it comes what it comes down to is the teams that aren't seeded properly, like Georgia State or Memphis, and that makes Gonzaga's path harder because they shouldn't have had to face those guys in in round one or round two. Uh, like, like, hold on, let's play devil's advocate here on Memphis and UNC here. If you replace Memphis with where UNC was, I personally think Memphis beats Baylor. I can see that. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't I, know if they beat UCLA. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the tough game, but I do think they would beat St. Peter's. Yeah, so I think so. Yeah, you know, you're talking one game then. Yeah, that's and the difference. And, and, and that's, seating that's spot. what I'm saying. One yeah. seating spot, absolutely and, and fucking gigantic Memphis in the final four here. And we all knew Kansas's bracket was the easiest one. I mean, we were, you know, I picked Kansas to go to the final four just because I didn't like anybody else in that bracket. Yeah, you and, know, and, and by I wasn't the way, a fan of Wisconsin or Auburn. Or well, I took Iowa, but I th- I questioned myself. Like, I'm, I go, am I really fucking taking Iowa? I, right. Originally, I was going to take Kansas, but if you remember, if we go back and listen to that episode, I say Kansas, and I go, no, there's not going to be there's not going to be three number one seeds in the final four. <laughs> well, I think all of us just didn't want it to happen. Too, <laughs> it's like don't give the one seed. I mean, what, that's what we should have done, though. We saw the one seed with a basically barren bracket outside of them in it. They should cakewalk. No, I thought Auburn could have, even though I I was not high on Auburn. I thought that bracket was so weak. Anyone could have came out. I think I said anyone, but the 16 and 15 was alive in that, in that side of things. Yeah. But um, kudos to Kansas. They're there. Um, And also, I mean, I want to hit on the other games, but before I do, you know, I see a lot of people coming out the Memphis thing. I'm not, I'm not a Memphis fan by any means, but I think that's kind of some bullshit that Penny gave him 11 grand uh, James Wiseman. So they have a, I think they're going to get hit. Well, I don't know. I think they're going to take him to court, but the NCAA, uh, you know, coming down on Memphis um, with uh, what's it called? The the class one and class two. I'm I'm fucking up the, the titles of those, but uh, for essentially that type of violation, that violation. Yeah. And, and uh, he gave the guy, so look, he gave the guy 11 grand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's questionable. There, I mean, it, it, apparently it was for moving expenses. Well, but that was before he was Memphis's head coach. Oh, I know, but yeah, I've moved. I've moved a couple of times. Eleven grand—that sounds like a lot for moving expenses. Oh, I'm sure, but also, look, I'm sure it wasn't. I think they probably after they noticed that they said, "Oh, this is for this." Yeah. But my point is, is that uh, LSU will wait. They just paid 250 grand for a player. You're not getting the number one recruit in the nation for fucking 11 grand. (laughs) All right. So, so clearly he was not saying, Hey, I'm going to be paying this guy 11 grand to come to Memphis university. Yeah. He, I mean, unless there's something that, that is not present there, you know what I mean? Like, unless there's something we don't know, Right. There's no That's way they caught him with he could have got three hundred thousand dollars to go to any fucking school in the nation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I got it from several schools. Yeah, Memphis is not a power conference, or they're not in a power conference, and. That's who runs the NCAA. So we always see the NCAA coming down on smaller teams, or they pretty much let the bigger schools, you know, skate by. I think if Memphis takes this to court, they'll have a good case. 
follow North Carolina's lead. Yeah. yeah. Just say, what are you going to do NCA and, and, and see if they just buckle again. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I, I got sidetracked there, but I just saw so many people saying Memphis dirty program. And I'm like, Hello, fucking Kansas is in the final four, <laughs> and Bill Self's on these same fucking wiretaps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, Arkansas, Duke, though. Yeah, I mean, Duke. Uh, I was imp- obviously Duke was really impressive that game. I think that was their most impressive performance. That was a freaking great game. Like the Texas Tech Duke game was probably oh, yeah. probably oh, the best game of the fucking of tournament. Texas Tech. That, Duke, was, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you, both teams were playing at a really high level. The but Duke to Arkansas, I thought Duke just. Whoop their ass, really? Like, I mean, I, okay, maybe it was a neck and neck game, four or three minutes left before the half. I don't know. Duke always looked like they they never Duke were out control. of control. Yeah, in that game. Yeah, and and I mean, Duke's just they're just the better team with better players in Arkansas. I know that sounds simple, but Duke just put up seventy eight points on Texas Tech and Arkansas back to back games. Two of the probably top. 10 or top 15 defenses in the country and Arkansas can't play. They can't hang with the high scoring game because they only have, they have limited options. JD note, Jalen Williams and a uh, 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 moody pretty much. And yeah, where look at Duke Duke had uh, what's what six guys have nine points or more. So Duke just had a ton of more options offensively and Arkansas couldn't hang. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Nick, as a Duke guy, as a coach K guy, do you feel robbed that in Coach K's uh, final final run here we didn't get a Duke uh, Gonzaga game, or are you relieved that they didn't have to emotionally spend themselves, you know, and have you know some reserves built up for UNC UNC presumably? Uh, I I mean I want the easiest path as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to get to the final four. So true. I mean, Gonzaga's like a true not, fan. Yeah, I mean Gonzaga's yeah. not like a big rival or something. We already beat them in the regular season this year, so. I was happy to see Arkansas. I think uh, the Duke and Zaga game probably would have been tougher and closer because they could hang offensively uh, and Arkansas just couldn't. Yeah. True. They're, and they're just a taller team too. Yeah. yeah. Gonzaga uh, got some bad breaks there in that game, but they also weren't playing great all tournament. Look, I thought the calls yeah. against Holmgren were terrible, but, but Arkansas was a better team that day. They right. wanted it more every loose ball. The Gonzaga perimeter just struggled. Their yeah. guards were a question mark, you know, all season long. Yeah. Uh, Miami loses to Kansas by 26. What the fuck? We talked about this. Our plus seven looked all right. And uh, then Kansas went on like a crazy, crazy run. And I feel like two minutes, a matter of like two minutes, they scored like a hundred points. Um, <laughs> Dude, they, out, they outscored Miami 47 to 15 in the second half. <laughs> Crazy halftime adjustments. <laughs> uh, then St. Peter's loses to North Carolina by 20. That one was out of range before it started. Really? Mm-hmm. Was that like 20 to seven, 27 to like 10 or something right I, out of the gates? I saw Lavelle Moton, the uh, North Carolina central head coach. He's, you know, grew up in that area. I think, uh, he was talking about how he thinks King rice, who is uh, the head coach at Monmouth with North Carolina ties. They even have a North Carolina transfer in their team this year. He thought he gave them a great, a great game plan since he played St. St. Peter's three times, how to, how to quickly take down the, uh, the peacocks. Interesting. Um, I mean that maybe that helped a little bit, but I don't think UNC needed it. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, who Baycott, knows, but Baycott's a 20 and 20 guy. Like, Statistically, kind of. Unreal. I thought UCLA did a great job on you that that game. To me, I I actually really feel like UCLA was the better team, and and North Carolina stole it. 
Cre- credit to North Carolina for making a bunch of threes down the stretch. Yeah. But I mean, if you watch that game from the minute that thing tipped until about two minutes left, UCLA was lead. never really went up big, but we're, we're winning between like two and six or seven the whole day. Yeah. And they dictated that. I thought the pace of that, but Caleb love you, that that's what happens though. But you play a, a close game like that and you have some playmakers that can hit huge shots. You see it right there. Like I, I thought UNC stole that fucking game. Kudos to them well, though. Usually, and usually, if you go back and look at national champions from every year, I'm not saying UNC is going to win it, but obviously they have a decent chance being in the Final Four. Is that you can always point to like one game in the tournament where like, man, you know, they kind of got lucky to win that one, or that one was closer than expected. So you know, good teams just get it done when it matters. That's yeah. that's what happened there. I was I was surprised to see uh, UCLA fold like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I'll give Mick Cronin a, t- a tough time on that. I thought Caleb love had been going off in the second half nonstop. I, I surprised they didn't guard him better. I'm surprised that Mick Cronin didn't dial up a defense to, to basically make anyone else beat you besides him. He was red fucking hot. Um, and then also surprised on the offensive end. He, he kept going to Jaime or, or the two biggest possessions of the game. He went to Jaime Hawkins, who's battling an injury. only at 10 points where tiger Campbell I thought was doing fine offensively for UCLA. And then Johnny Jazang, who, yes, he wasn't having the greatest game, but he's proven time and time again to be a clutch player. I yeah. was very shocked. He didn't go to those two or even, uh, even Jules Bernard. I, I, I just thought, wow, this is the possession. This is your go-to two possessions. You're going to Hakas in the post. Kind of surprising to me. You said um, you you're surprised they didn't go to Hawkins. No, I'm surprised they, they did. did. Yeah. Because like, he's not oh. an offensive juggernaut. He's not a one. He's a guy that kind of gets everything done. You know, guy, takes your right. charge, tips the ball in um, capable of hitting a big shot uh, from time to time. But oh, yeah. for isolation, I, I go Campbell and Jazang all day here. And even Bernard yeah. off a pick or something. Agreed. Um, Let me ask you guys this. Do any of those guys strike you as NBA starters? Jazang no. could potentially be in the NBA, but I don't know about a starter. Maybe on a yeah. bad team. Gotcha. The, Are, the bullet's still in the NBA. Right? They, they would draft. Yeah. He's not white enough, but we'll I mean, they the would draft. Eight, right. uh, I, think, I think they changed our name to the commanders. Yeah. yeah, there, yeah there you like go. <laughs> well, well, my point is I feel like North Carolina, obviously I think they do have some guys that you could see starting on an NBA roster. Namely, I mean, M- manic, is that like the biggest transfer? I feel like in, in and recent- he came on late too early in the year. I still feel like maybe he was trying to find his place. Now he's played great this year, but well, he wasn't that good at Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Oklahoma, he would really just stand in the corner and be able to hit the open three every once in a while. Well, he had an off year. Before- he went down to 10 points a game last year, but he was at 14 the year before that. Yeah. So, but dude, the- I remember doing the, the ACC preview before the game. I was like, eh, manic. I mean, it's like, he's okay. He's serviceable, but he's been playing very good lately. I mean, he's, he stretches he's the floor big time stretches the floor, which makes it like incredibly hard to, to, to guard them because they're efficient at the other positions. Um, He's a perfect compliment to Baycott too, yeah. having those two big guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, now it's funny. I see all this outcry about uh, us four blue bloods in the, in the, in the NCAA uh, final four. Okay. I never said there would not, I, I don't understand the uh, like a, a Cinderella is not going to make it every fucking year. And yeah. if anything, I mean, North Carolina is a fucking eight seed that I thought should have been a 10 seed and they're here. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I know that's not true Cinderella, but the point is, is Your that the point, system yeah, it yeah. has never been that Cinderella 
uh, yeah, should be there. All, my every point year. is just a fair chance. Yeah, is this, they, they deserve an opportunity. <laughs> yes, and, and last we've seen year, it with St. Peter's beating Kentucky. All right. Yeah, and, and last year we had Gonzaga, a team that that essentially is Boise State of basketball. Yeah. You know, and they made it all the way to the finals. You the, know? Two of the past what five years they have. Um, so it's funny. So I, I I got so many tweets saying, "Oh, you still think we should have a?" Uh, you know, people DM'd me saying, "Oh, you still you know." Still convinced that we need to do uh, more more than a four team yeah. college yes. football play? Yes, yeah, uh, we are. I'm not upset that if North Carolina is the best team in the country, I'm glad they got an opportunity to prove it. Yes. You know, by the end of the year. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I, I mean, I was telling Nick this. I was like, if it's no, if this is football, North Carolina fans have already checked out because you lost early in in, in the season, and oh, your season's over. Yeah. Which should and how never many happen. times have we seen a really good college football team maybe drop one or two early? Maybe it's a really talented team that was kind of underperforming early, but towards the end of the the year they're playing like lights out. Yeah. Where if they had a chance in, in the playoff, maybe they could knock off somebody big. Yeah. yeah. Or they're playing in a tough conference, and you know they take a couple of those L's. We find out that ACC might be a an undervalued conference here. Yeah. I mean that might be. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> No, but that's that's exactly the point. I mean, I could name thirteen I mean, and three record. How about UCF two? won twenty five straight games and, and didn't get a chance to play for anything? Right, right. I mean, that's absurd. So uh, you can hang on to all that shit. I never, I never, I never said once that a Cinderella would be winning this thing. I mean, I I think yes. I mean, you could say UNLV in ninety fucking one or ninety. I'm sorry, team that came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, ninety-one. You lost to somebody in the uh, final yeah, four. Yeah, once again, the, the, those, that home cooking. That Coach K, his whole career <laughs> should, should have home cooking next to it. But uh, he was nobody in ninety-one. But that is hilarious too. The out. I've seen so many people say that this is rigged. Duke, Carolina in the final four is rigged. Shut the fuck oh, up. Now the yeah, seating. Right. Okay, I do. I think they got benefited by some seating. Sure, but. They still had to win the fucking games. Yeah, all right, just weren't controlling the entire narrative of the I, tournament. Look, and I'll be the first to say, and Nick knows this. Duke, I will call out, uh, and uh, I know he disagrees with me, but I'll say many games that Duke, Texas Tech, Duke, uh, Arkansas, I thought it was a fair, fairly reft game. Right uh, on the text chain, you weren't claiming it, but no, I said one foul. <laughs> but I, overall, if it's if it's really going to come down to one foul. You can't complain. You can't True. complain. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll, I'll tell the folks out there. It was, it was a joy and a throwback to my childhood to be <laughs> present for Nick and Colby. Even <laughs> if it was over text, uh, watching Colby accuse the NCAA of cheating on Duke's behalf and Nick defending them with all his heart from years past. It wasn't in that well, game. Yeah. You, you started yeah. doing it during the game. Well, no, that, I, and that, I just said you had a bullshit theory there that you always bring up one foul, but you don't, you know, talk about the other ones that went in the other team's <laughs> uh, favor. You know, but we we don't have to to rehash that. Well, yeah, but I'm, I, I look the Duke Wisconsin game, something like that. Oh, here we go again. Uh, that, we, we, we did this on last week. There were so many of them, dude. It wasn't one fucking call. Now you, you, the the Duke Texas Tech game, I thought was fair. Like okay, with with what was it like a minute and thirty seconds left, the ball. Uh, I thought it was a steal. They called a foul. Yeah. But guess what? I'm okay with One that. Call. I'm those okay are with all that. 50, yeah. 50 plays at the end of the game when they're, they might be trying to foul, you know, I mean, that's, there's a really hard calls there. And you think there's some grand conspiracy where like the NCAA, who was like the government, they, they can't do anything correctly. Yeah. You know, and they, they would have all these refs in on it, but there's not one leak well, anywhere. And, and Come Col- on. I got to, I got to credit Colin Coward who, who, who tweeted out that like, if you really think this is fixed, why would they not have Kentucky who gets the best ratings like Kentucky and Duke? Why would they have Kentucky losing the fucking first round? 
You know Which what I mean? Brings like, me back to that Duke Wisconsin game that you love bringing up because the only reason why Wisconsin was there is because they were the benefit of a major blown call against Kentucky in the Final Four to get to the national championship game. Once again, if it was to protect the Blue Bloods, protect Kentucky Duke, then Wisconsin wouldn't have been there. So all it is is a ref making a bad call. Let me tell you what. I, I'm going to call bullshit a little bit. I'm going to say, <laughs> in, in the sport of basketball in general, on all levels, but certainly less so in college hoops. You're gonna get some, you know, blue blood slash superstar calls going your way. I don't think it's humongous in college basketball, but it does happen from time to time. Well, and and if you want to take it to '91, Jerry Tarkanian was suing the NCAA. They had a million reasons to call that to call that thing. Uh, so my point is that these reps are like contracted by the NCAA, and there's a lot of them. So it's not as the, the NBA like in the whole Donahue thing where he came out and kind of explained how it worked. I bought that. That makes sense. Well, no, that, that's what yeah. you, you really think. I mean, first off, most of these refs report to conferences during the year and then only in the tournament report to the NCAA. And I mean, I just find it hard to believe the NCAA as you know, as stupid as they are, they can't do anything right. They can somehow get a bunch of refs to call games the way they want them to without any ref ever speaking up and blowing a whistle. Yeah. And the NBA, I mean, it, the, the NBA, what they're all from Delaware County, Pennsylvania, which is the biggest conspiracy ever. Right. <laughs> like their whole, all their refs they are from one County in Pennsylvania town. outside of Philadelphia, <laughs> which is the biggest fucking red flag ever. Listen to uh, what was that? What was that podcast called? The whistle uh, whistleblower. Everyone yeah, listen to the go. whistleblower podcast. Uh, if you want more information on that. Um, all right. Uh, well, here we are guys. We got the, uh, the NIT happening on, on Tuesday, by the way. St. Bonaventure Xavier, Washington State, Texas A and M. Got any uh, any leads there? I'm going to take Xavier plus a one and a half. Um, I'm going to take A and M minus one and a half. You guys got any? Uh, look, I don't know if you've even prepped for this, but hey, Nick, who you got taking this? I tuned out on the NIT after Virginia <laughs> shat the bed in. in, in How terrible. did they lose that game? I turned it off, or I did. I went to go do something. But then with like a four point lead with Five like a point lead, I want to say with like a minute. Normally Virginia never like salts can't salt that away. Yeah. I mean, normally like their defense is so good. Like a five point lead is like a 30 point lead for Virginia with, yeah. with a minute left. But yeah, I don't know what happened there. Tony Bennett, get your shit together. Uh, uh, who are you taking Xavier or St. Bonaventure? Give me the Bonnie's baby, Nick. Yeah. Bonnie's are the more veteran team here. I think it matters. Uh, Washington state a and M. A and M's laying a point and a half. I got to go. A and M too. After after that uh, interview or press conference where Buzz just like broke down, <laughs> you know, which I thought was so so ridiculous. But apparently the the players they're playing for him because you know they have been putting out max effort in this nit. So I'll, I'll have them win one more. There you go. Uh, okay, so Saturday, April second, Villanova, Kansas. Unfortunately, um, I, I believe this news came out today that Justin Moore tore his Achilles tendon. And he, I mean, we knew when that play happened in that game, that, that it was something serious. Um, Villanova, Kansas, uh, very tough break. You got to feel for Nova because last year, Nova lost Gillespie in the big East tournament. And they almost beat Baylor without Gillespie, which makes me believe if they had Gillespie, they would have won that fucking game. 
then you have this situation go down in the final four. Now currently Kansas is laying four and a half. Uh, Villanova's plus one sixty five on the money line, over under at one thirty three. Nick, I'm gonna go Jayhawks minus four and a half. What are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm going there with you. I'm just wondering, if, is anybody gonna take Villanova? You know, uh, I mean, four and a half, and without more, Villanova was a very thin team as it was. They basically played six guys. So now they're only going to have five and they're going to have the younger RC Diacono play more minutes. Um, I did tell you this earlier is that they had one game this season without Justin Moore and they did beat UConn by 11 in that game. And um, RC Diacono actually played big minutes. I think he played like 26 minutes, had a decent game, nine points, but he did commit four turnovers. So if he's going to be your sixth man and come on, look, they need at least six guys, right? They can't play with just five. Yeah. But, um, the way I, I kind of see this game going is I think it's going to be close. I think maybe even, even Villanova has their one or, a one or two point lead at halftime. You know, they're not going to roll over just because they're down a couple guys. But eventually, the size, the depth, the athleticism of Kansas will take over in the second half. And I think they can win by like seven or eight or so. Here's what I'm nervous about. I mean, we can pull up all the stats and say, okay, Nova's the best free throw shooting team in the nation. They shoot the three ball at an incredibly high level. Better, much better than Kansas, but Kansas is uh, 18th in the nation in field goal percentage. They're very efficient on offense when getting a bu- for getting a bucket. Both teams chart in the top 25 offensively, uh, and both teams are charting in the top uh, what? I think the top 60 defensively. Um, I think the real factor here, Jay Wright, Jay Wright, with this many days to prepare. Will he be able to pull the upset? Because coaching advantage, you would have to say, Goes you have to, to say right. Nova, right? Yeah, right. Well, hey, look, he's won two in, two of the last five NCAA championships. So I, I know, I know, self has won too, but that was a ways back. Oh, I, I I gotta find this tweet right now, Patty. See, what are you doing? But I'm gonna I'm gonna find a tweet with his record. It's four and a half. Four and a half right now. I'm inclined to go Villanova there. Um, there you go. Because I mean, look. Kansas has played in some close games, but so is Villanova. I mean, Villanova's played well in the tournament. Kansas has played some close games in the tournament. When you look at the close game Kansas played against Creighton, just end of the regular season, uh, uh, Villanova had the same close game against Creighton, a six-point win. Jayhawks beat them by four. I really think these teams are pretty comparable. I think the uh, uh, experience edge obviously goes to, and the coaching edge is going to go slightly to uh, Villanova. Um, losing a player of that magnitude is going to hurt Villanova. So I can understand. Plus, obviously when it comes down to straight up playmakers, uh, Agbaji is potentially, I mean, he's certainly a, a lottery pick. So you got to figure that guy could be the difference at the end of the game, but pulling away by uh, more than four points. I don't see that happening. I think Villanova is right there at the end. What would this I line have say- been with that, uh, with him healthy? I think he's, he's worth at least a couple points. I mean, he has to be, I mean, he's not, he's a starter. He plays big minutes. I think he's a team second leading scorer, second leading assist man. Yeah, that's I mean, true. He does boards. I mean, you name it, but looking at Kansas, I guess first off throw out Texas Southern, that, that game sucked. Who cares? But the other three games against Creighton, Providence and Miami, if you're looking at that's that six halves, they were pretty much unimpressive in five of those halves. You know, they, they let Creighton, a team that was missing two starters, hang around too long. They couldn't pull away from Providence. I mean, nice win beating Providence, but you know, as a one seed, you're kind of expected to, 
And then they were down and, and bubbled by six to Miami and they were, uh, you know, so really just that second half of the Miami game is the only really half of very impressive basketball we've seen of them lately. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're a right. Huge red flag. Cause that's what I was seeing with uh Gonzaga too. It's like, Hey, th- this team just isn't doing what we're expecting them to do. So should we, should we, you know, switch, switch teams there. <laughs> I'm sticking with Kansas man. And, and part of it is, you know, Villanova has enjoyed uh, that experience factor over most of the teams they've played in this tournament. They don't really have that over Kansas. I mean, like Baji, Remy Martin, they're both seniors. Uh, McCormick yeah. is a senior. They bring uh, the other big man off the bench. The, the white dude, he's a senior. You know, I think uh, five out of their top seven players are upperclassmen. So if experience is an advantage for Villanova, it's a small one. Cause you know, Kansas is pretty old too. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up this record. I, I fucking retweeted this thing. I don't recall it. Uh, Gillespie's six years probably skews the uh, average a little towards uh, Villanova, but you may be right. It's probably oh a pretty minimal advantage. <laughs> if there is one here, it is Jay Wright's NCAA tournament record since 2016, 20 and three. Wow. That's crazy. 20 and three. Nice. That's incredible. Um, you know what? <laughs> Justin, it's Moore. easy to see a tide turn. Give me the Wildcats the plus the points. You're right about that, though. Uh, Justin Moore, third leading rebounder, second leading scorer, leading minutes man on this mm. team by a lot. So someone's yeah. gonna have to step in, and obviously that contribution on the defensive end is not showing up in the stat sheet. It's probably gonna be pretty significant too. So, oh, it's gonna be a good one. And the last thing I'll say is that you know Villanova plays small ball basically, kind of like Miami. And we saw what Kansas just did in the second half to the small ball Miami team. So now they're a little bit used to playing against that variety of basketball. Maybe they'll be better uh, prepared for it. My only thing is this though, man, is Miami does not have uh Jermaine Samuels. Jermaine right. Samuels is a baller. Well, and, and he's just efficient at getting like fouls on him. You know what I mean? Like he's got an unorthodox style of play. Uh, that uh, I feel like you know, with Miami doesn't have a player like that. Even True. even and this guy was killing me in the uh, in the Houston game. Eric Dixon, who missed a, some easy shots, but Dixon played better in a couple couple games prior. He's getting um, better. He's solid now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, th- it's gonna be interesting to watch. Give me the points. Let's have sprinkle some on the money line. <laughs> Let's have some fun. All right. Uh, so then we got after that, and uh, let me just say, I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. Goddamn right. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think America wants to win that game? Uh, Villanova. I think Villanova's a lot. I, I'll say this: as far as champions in the past ten years, past twenty years, maybe I think Villanova is one of the more likable championship teams in any sport. Jay Wright looks like George Clooney and kind of has a similar demeanor. Just likable. What do you want to fuck him? Yeah, maybe I'm I jo- do. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, uh, <laughs> you know, a handsome leader who's not like arrogant. I don't know, Nick. What I mean, no, what, no, nobody hates Villanova really, though. Well, it's I mean, hard. I've it's hard to hate him. Yeah, yeah. Most people just respect him because they don't get the biggest recruits. They just have a hell of a program and tradition up there. So yeah. What's, what's there to hate. They on? don't even use the transfer portal. <laughs> Dude, uh, that, that's, uh, that guy, uh, Caleb Daniels came from Tulane, I believe. Uh, but uh, at the same time, like they very rarely, don't they just recruit the I 95 <laughs> corridor, like in the mid Atlanta, basically New York to DC. And like, <laughs> that's all they do. They very rarely use the transfer portal. 
and they re- very rarely have transfers out going out too. Uh, uh, I don't know. Let's go, Jay Wright. Let's do it. Wildcats. Uh, next up, North Carolina, Duke, the greatest rivalry in sports. For the first time ever, I find that so fucking hard to believe that the first time ever they're meeting in the uh, in the NCAA tournament that in, is in New Orleans. Two hundred seventy-seven meetings. How all many time. championships they have together, and how, how how much success they've had in the tournament? How the fuck and, have they never played? Yeah, and let me tell you, not, neither Duke or UNC fans want this game. <laughs> I was telling Colby before the show, UNC wants to go out the of the season saying that hey, we beat you in Cameron on you know Coach K's last home game. Because if Duke wins this game, they can't say that anymore. Because the Duke rebuttal will be, well, we beat you in the Final Four, so it doesn't matter. On the other hand, Duke doesn't want this because they don't want to get beat by UNC twice. You know, Oof. to end the regular season and the postseason. So neither fan base wants this game. There's everybody, you know, is we got a lot of apprehension going on here. Where, <laughs> you know, uh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to start drinking pretty early on Saturday if I'm gonna uh, make it through this game. I need a you play to win the game uh, clip here. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I, yeah, mean, I got you. I got you. Um, where are we at here? Take that. Take that. Hello, you play to win the game. Take you don't play to just apprehension play apprehension and throw it out the window. This is <laughs> the biggest game. No, this is great. This probably is, ever. And this is what the college football playoff. Unfortunately, can you imagine if we got the Iron Bowl again in the fucking playoff with the with the you know, uh, a, a championship on the line here. Well, I think a lot of people complain that we have a rematch between Georgia and Alabama. So uh, I think that we need to, you know, be careful about well, wishing no, for that. Nobody would complain about that rematch if it was a larger playoff. Yeah. If that, you know, so if those the, two teams, the more just chances advanced, you get to right. see Auburn, Alabama, the better the sport is. That's true. Just like the more chances for North Carolina Duke. Like I look, I wanted St. Peter's to beat North Carolina. I, I fucking hate North Carolina. I grew up hating North Carolina. I still hate them. Right. I wanted St. Peter's to beat them, but also part of me was, I was, I was in a win-win scenario. Cause I was like, you get Duke, North Carolina after this. I hate both teams, but damn it. Do I love it? Damn it. Do I love it? This is by far the best game to watch that. I'll be honest. The Nova, the Nova Kansas game. I'm going to watch it. Cause I love the game. I mean, I love March madness, but at yeah. the same time, like you don't this even need one to say it, is dude. just, yeah. this one is awesome. This is why you watch sports. Yeah. It's the biggest game probably in college basketball history. Maybe it's right up there. It has to be right up there. Yeah, when you would it be bigger in- if it was for the national championship, though. Yes, it would be, <laughs> of course. But you know, for some reason, the Final Four is like it's as legendary as as the the championship, if not more. That the the, well, the semifinal round. Yeah, you you remember the Leitner shot, but you don't remember them beating Kansas in the championship game, right? Or or that um, UNLV game. Yeah, exactly. When they beat UNLV in the final four, people right. remember that over who'd they beat that year? Michigan, uh, Kansas. Oh yeah. The next year was Michigan then, right? When they, when the Leitner hit the, the shot, that was against Kansas in the final four, but they beat Kentucky and, in the final four. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then who they beat. Can, the it was either. I think it was Michigan. I think it might've been Michigan. So. Now Michigan was ninety three when when UNC beat them with due to Chris Webber's timeout. No, they went no, back to back. Yeah, yeah, Michigan went back to back. Duke, Duke, beat, Duke yeah. beat Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. fucking Duke fan over here. Know, right? He's a Duke fan, huh? A long, long time ago. A lot of, man. A lot of bourbons ago. Right? Thirty no, years no CTE. ago, man. Uh, a lot of Budweisers in those thirty yeah. years. <laughs> was it a uh, bong resin and uh, yeah, clogging <laughs> his brain cells? 
Um, so here we go. The the line is at four. Duke minus four. Over under at one fifty one. UNC plus one sixty five on the money line. Duke minus two hundred. I gotta ask. I mean, I guess I'll get to it. Did, uh, uh, Kansas Villanova. Did, did you guys lean over or under on that on that line? It was. I'm going. Uh, I'm going under on it. I it, think uh, Villanova. Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I think Villanova's just gonna try to bleed the clock and try to shorten the game. Mm, well, think, after right. holding Houston to forty four last week. Yeah. Granted, I don't think they can expect a shooting performance like that, but um, Kansas, Kansas has gotten over 76, three times. And uh, you said it was one thirty what three, one thirty three. So right around there would be about where they've averaged scoring wise. But I do feel like maybe Nova does a little bit better of a job slowing it down. I'm, I don't feel super great about that, but if I had to go, I'm going under. Yeah, I'm with you. Um all right. Well, uh, the Duke over and unders at one fifty one. Let's start off there before we get to handicapping this game. One fifty one, guys. Duke, Carolina, gotta be under, right? Yeah. I'm going over, man. There's gonna be some points in this game. I told you last week, Duke is gonna score at least high seventies against anybody right now. They just did against Arkansas and Texas Tech, and that's kind of taking their foot off the gas towards the end of that game too. Duke should hit eighty, and. Man. On the other side, Duke's defense is not that great. Uh, I think UNC is. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going over. That would be fun, man. A game in the 80s uh, at th- at this level just nerves, blistering pace. Nerves are going to play a role. I'm on the under. Nerves are going to play a role. 151, uh, especially in the first half. I think will be under. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a 71 to 73 game. I'm going under. Uh, all right. Well, now the, the the actual line, Duke minus four. Patty C. <laughs> Tar Heels all the way. Get the oh, fuck out oh, of here. <laughs> you know, there's something. There's something. Look, there's something to this Duke team. They look really good, and they hadn't looked good, in my opinion. Like looked really good since like November to me. Right. Yeah. Uh. They they they've got something going right now. Figuring it out at the right time. I'm laying the four, the revenge spot. Mm. The revenge You're spot is the difference. Out of your mind, and here's why, dude. A guy like Baycott in the middle is gonna keep the game close. He he's got enough dog in him that unless Duke just out I, straight out guns them, and with a guy like Manic there, if the way he's been playing, I can't see Duke just dogging this team out right now. No way. And people forget you know, when Duke won in, Ch- in Chapel Hill by 20, Baycott was in foul trouble and he only played, I think like 20 or 29 minutes. M- most of the first half when Duke built their big lead, he was on the bench. Um, the, so if you will allow me, I have a few keys to the game because I'm currently <laughs> penning a column that will be available soon. Uh, number one is rebounding, you know, uh, in Duke's victory, they out rebounded UNC by 16. When UNC won, they out rebounded Duke by a handful. And, you know, typically UNC is a better rebounding team. So I think if there's an advantage there, especially if there's one team has a lot more offensive rebounds than the other, I think that team could win. Um, foul trouble is a big thing too, because both teams are relatively thin, especially UNC. UNC really has nobody coming off the bench, especially nobody that can um, spell Baycott. And at least Duke has Theo John. If Mark Williams gets in foul trouble, um, and you guys are mentioning Brady Manick in two games against Duke, he's hit 11 threes. He's a, he shoots 11, 11 for 20 against Duke this year from three. 
Yikes. You know, the problem is Banchero is not, he can be kind of lackadaisical on defense. So he is a problem spotting and then, you know, closing out on, on manic. So manic is a guy who scares me to death. as a Duke fan. Duke has a look. It's gonna be all knotted up with three minutes left. Duke's gonna make just enough plays to get like a three-point lead. UNC is gonna foul. I'm gonna cover the four. Duke wins by six. There's no ooh, fucking ooh. way that Duke lets this one get away from him like they did last time, though, man. <laughs> yeah. It's last gonna thing be a I'll good say game. is the backcourt is gonna be key because Caleb Love and R.J. Davis are just wildly inconsistent. Uh, you see Caleb Love against UCLA crushed it. Uh, the game, the game before that, yeah, I think it was like RJ Davis Curry in that game. Yeah, and I think the game before that, RJ Davis had like twenty six or something. Uh, but also, they they can get ice cold as well. So, um, and in the end, I think it's going to be really close. I think four is too much. UNC covers. Duke wins money line. Duke wins eighty one seventy nine. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Ooh, that would be a fun one. Eighty one seventy nine. So he's look at Nick. Fucking playing both sides of the fence. <laughs> Who are you rooting for, Colby? Uh, dude, I, I gotta, I gotta root for Duke. I gotta root for Duke too. I hate North Carolina. <laughs> Look, both I've hated my entire life, but North Carolina was on another level. People don't realize. I was going through this. I was talking about this. I think with Kramer. It's like, yes, uh, okay. As a as a guy that rooted for the Knicks, obviously you hated Jordan, even though you knew he was great. Yeah. Um, but Rick Fox, uh, so Knicks. Who were some of those other like? Unbelievably annoying players. I I just dude Stackhouse's ugly mug at the time was so annoying. <laughs> no, but there were certain players on each team that I always felt like, oh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Look like a bird. Play for the Pacers. Uh, uh the big white man. Rick Smiths. No, Hansborough. Hansborough. Oh, yeah. oh. yeah. He was yeah. annoying. Yeah. Rick Smiths. You didn't go to North Carolina. <laughs> I went to Marist. Um, <laughs> no, so Dutch boy at the, the end of the day, look, and I, I think it would be great. Patty, see, you know me. I want to see Coach K get to the championship and take an L there and lose there <laughs> to Villanova. Yes, to Villanova. <laughs> That'd right? be good. And, and I, Duke I would will enjoy be a, that. Yeah, I want him to get all the way there. You know me. If it's the Browns, yes, do I enjoy them losing in the first round? And I and I like the Browns, but I enjoy the fact they never win a Super Bowl. Or the Lions, I would like them to get all the way there and still lose. You don't think there's more heartbreak to be had from them losing to North Carolina in the final? That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm in. A, I'm in a win-win spot. <laughs> the winner of Duke UNC wins it all. How about that? I don't know. I don't know about that either. Talk I, about I emotional Kansas, letdown. I think Kansas Two-day could. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's I think Kansas point. is good enough to beat either of them. Man. Yeah. Nova. Oh, of course they are. No, Nova. I, of I don't think Nova is without with those injury with that injury. Yeah, especially because then he'd only have two days to prepare you know, his shorthanded team against a different opponent. So you're probably right. Does Duke have like annoying ass bad guys? Like Duke has always kind of been annoying ass good guys. No, they've had bad guys. Mm, uh, Leitner, Leitner was an asshole. Was a, yeah, uh, he, people hated Reddick. Leitner stepped on Moses Curry. Hey, that bastard. Leitner <laughs> yeah. was a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? The, the recently they tripped Grayson everybody. Allen. Yeah, Grayson Allen. True. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Even like. I even feel like there was a certain great annoying annoyance to uh, Wojo slapping the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh. Wojo always slapping the floor. He'd be like, this oh, dude's so fucking up. No, he's I great. He's great <laughs> for the identity. Look, don't get me wrong. I, I, he's great for the identity of Duke. It's what makes them hateable. I root for that to me. Like when you have teams that have no personality, it sucks. I like you villains. That dude on any yes. other team. I'm loving him. <laughs> oh, I'm all about it. Yeah. All about it. Um, 
So there we go. Um, okay. Outright dog. Better chance. Nova or North Carolina. North Carolina. Mm. Mm. About even. Patty C. Why, what's stopping you from parlaying Nova at plus? Uh, what is it? One seventy or whatever. One sixty five. And and Carolina at plus one sixty five. Not a lot. I could easily be convinced. <laughs> Give me the slightest nudge and I'll do it. <laughs> How about this? This is the first tournament that I can recall that hasn't had a buzzer beater. You might really? be right. This has not been a they have there has not been a buzzer beater. That's wild. I and think well, you may three that's what Duke UNC is. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be all knotted up. And uh, Banchero is going to miss like a, a elbow jumper. Wendell is going to tip it in for the win. There it is. Lorenzo Charles oh. 2.0. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first on the college basketball experience. Okay. Uh, look, I want to tell you guys before we get out of here. Um, well, first off, subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast. We got that season kicking off April 16th. All right. Uh, the sports don't end after this. We got that, but I also want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. I mean, if that's not a good enough deal for you, I don't know what is. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And we're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, don't forget to download us. Yes, the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts and content. NC Nick just talked about an article that will be free via the SGPN app which is free to download in the App Store or Google Play Store. So get that thing today and let it ride. Guys, so we only have five games left this or six games left this season. If you're including NIT, what do you want to see before we get out of here? What do you want to see next year? Uh, UVA the in the game, tournament. Uh, yeah, that would be a nice start. Uh, I want to see John Shire pull a Hubert Davis and take Duke to the final four. Ooh, year one. Ooh, ooh. I'm sure you'd love that. <laughs> well, will uh, what about uh, just spitballing here? Well, Gonzaga. Be a final four team next year. No, I don't know, man. If, if Timmy yeah. and Holmgren are gone, uh, that might be tough. They better hit that transfer portal. Were they better yeah. last year than this year? Definitely. I think last year they were a lot better. Jalen Suggs was a fucking beast. Yeah. And Kispert. Yeah. Kispert was good too. That's true. Yeah. That's losing two two biggins. Um. Any any uh, any ones you want to just throw out there? Surprise teams? Any uh? Let me take a look at what, these. What about this? What's your favorite moment of this season? Besides, I know Nick's probably what Duke destroying Carolina in Chapel Hill by like thirty. Oh, that had to be up there. I'll tell you my least favorite moment of the season: Juwan Howard slapping your boy. No, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, yeah, we never got to oh, Will Smith. Oh, let's <laughs> let's stop and talk about that. <laughs> TMZ Colby over here. Yeah, that was great. Right, that was great. Look, I I as a guy that never watches the Oscars. If they can guarantee someone gets their face slapped every 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 fucking time, they've got a fan in you. Like if you told me Sandra Bullock's gonna slap Meryl Street in the face next next year, I'm in. You're dialed in. All right. <laughs> Finally, something entertaining. And I know part of me is like, hey, I, I know the Oscars TV ratings were shit the past two years, so maybe this is you know, hey, maybe Will Smith. Uh, maybe this is uh, the Academy. There's this a reason rigged like going UNC in Duke in the Final Four. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what'd you, what'd you make of it? Well, I thought a bitch move, obviously when you, it, it's stand up, 
you hire a comedian to be funny. To roast and the and audience. I, didn't even, I didn't even think it was that harsh of a joke. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so Will Smith to me has low key kind of gotten on the psycho tip for a while now. You know, I, it went back to him being like, I don't know. It was just something he said, like I've West Philadelphia born and raised. Yeah, that was yeah. it. No, uh, it was, he said he accomplished everything there was to accomplish. And now he feels like he needs to be in politics or something like that. And I, I don't know, I get it. But the way he said it was like, you sound like you're kind of, you think of yourself above how, everyone How about else. how pussy Hollywood was to keep him in the building? You should, like, look, Juwan Howard gets ejected out of the fucking stadium, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and I love that. Let's talk about that for a second. The fact that Meryl Streep always comes at football and, and, and fat ass Michael Moore, they always come at football for being so terrible. Yeah. What's going on with the violence and the, and the Oscars. That was the best hit in the fucking, that's better than any hit in the NFL season. <laughs> All right. Fucking bastards. You, you fucking Hollywood sitting there and then they let him get an award again. Fuck's going on, huh? He gives a 15 minute speech about. <laughs> I didn't even watch it, dude. Peace and yeah, love. Yeah. It's like, dude, you just fucking. You just got up ago. and slapped someone who was not expecting it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Nick, what'd you make of that? I know you're a big Hollywood guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Big, big yeah, Pits look, Academy 5 fan. You, <laughs> you guys live in LA. You guys are surrounded by it. I could give a shit. I, I could care less. I could give a shit. I wasn't watching. Dude, I, I don't watch the fucking Oscars. Watching the Oscars is like lighting your fucking hair on fire. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know the Oscars were on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw, I saw the clip on Twitter, of course. And yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty that's, hilarious. That's about the last I thought of it. I said, Cr- okay, that's pretty funny. Well, Chris but Rock responded, on now. responded like a pro. Dude. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, made jokes about it yeah, instantly. Like, he goes, Will, "Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me." <laughs> <laughs> he took it too. He took it well. All right. So how about this? If you you're, know, if he's you, got a chin. Yeah, he's got a good chin. <laughs> if you were to see next year, which coach would you want to see slap another coach? Mm. <laughs> what coach do I? Do you like? play into the Muscleman angle? His name's Muscleman. You know what I mean? Is there a slap Look, give there? Give me a guard Juwan 2.0. Oh, I like that. I a like revenge. that. <laughs> give, give me like, what about like, uh, what about someone like, I don't know. I can see Bayheim doing it. You know, Oh, he's too old. He ain't slapping Bayheim on Larinaga. Bayheim on Larinaga. That would be amazing. His like teeth just fall out of his head. What about, like Frank, I'm trying to think Frank of Martin. I don't like Frank, Frank Martin. Martin. I, I would not want to get slapped by that guy, <laughs> dude. Holloway. I want to see him throw a hook on yeah. someone. That that dude uh, looks like a beast. I wouldn't mind. What's cool him. about Holloway too is he's so soft spoken. Like yeah. he's got that quiet confidence. He doesn't need to yeah. be a big loud rah rah guy. Yeah. I like that about him. I do too, man. Uh, what about uh, Bob Huggins? What if he What if he slaps Bill Self in the face? <laughs> <laughs> he should. Uh, uh, come uh, on, what would be the top one? Yeah, maybe Chris Beard getting smacked. Just, yeah, just, just for taking the Texas job. Yeah, Mark maybe Adams. That, that, what if Mark exactly. Adams, his old friend, the the, the, the lesbian, <laughs> it slaps him in the face? Throw, says you bitch. Throws a tampon at him. That's what I want to see. Uh, what about? Uh, what? I, I feel like uh, there's a problem we went through. What about Bruce Pearl? Bruce Pearl, maybe. Bruce Pearl's sell your car. Mm-hmm. How about Tony Bennett? He'll shake your hand a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most, that would be the most shocking. If Tony Bennett slapped the shit out of uh, Hubert Davis, right? <laughs> what would be the most shocking in college basketball? That'd be Tony Bennett, right? Uh, yeah, probably. He just seems like such a nice guy. Coach K I would see be somebody. There. I want to see somebody try to slap Patrick Ewing <laughs> and then run. Seven foot Jamaican dude. That would be brutal. Uh, all right. Well, look, I'll tell you most horrible moment of the season. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you the best. I'll start with the worst. Uh, was Florida State beating UVA on that buzzer beater? Ouch! Probably mm. not. Oh, was, was there building. Yeah. Oh, Nick was there. That's right. Uh, best moment of the season? Pretty easy. JMU beating JMU Virginia. Beating UVA. Uh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. For me, it was Tech uh, winning the ACC championship. Pretty cool. I'm interested to see what they do next. I think the worst one for me might have been uh, Florida State, North Carolina. Me taking Florida State as a lock. <laughs> game, the game opened up like 20, 28 to two. <laughs> it's like, and I talk. I had done that morning show. That was on a Saturday because I was like, I did the morning show. I got Florida State is too good. They're gonna cover this. Sprinkle some on the money line. <laughs> Ten minutes later, <laughs> they're down by forty. I was like, what the fuck is going on here, Nick? You got anything that uh, stands out there? Uh, you know, the, the two big non-conference wins for Duke over Kentucky and over Gonzaga. Those were those are pretty nice, dude. Duke yeah. Gonzaga at the beginning of the year. That needs to happen all the time because that was that had. The same kind of feeling that we're going to get this Saturday, or it had yeah, the exact yeah. same feeling that the Texas Tech uh, Duke game yeah, we just saw had. Yeah, agreed. Just like, holy shit. Agreed. And and uh, I mean the St. Peter's run, awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Right. Even Miami's run, I thought it was yeah. fantastic. So uh, Larinaga is good for one of those every fifteen years or so. <laughs> Uh yeah. So anyway, all right, folks. This is the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Remember, we talk college basketball year round. We will have coaching episodes, transfer portal episodes coming to you after the season. We'll still have you for a uh, for a uh, national championship episode as well. Stick around. Um, also, subscribe to the college football experience because we talk college football year round. And believe it or not, our season preview shit is right around the corner. Right around the corner, folks. And like I said before, USFL gambling, April 16th, uh, USFL gambling podcast, already episodes deep. We got another episode dropping this week. One more time for the people in the back. USFL, spring football will work. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Coming up, guys. Yeah. Two oh. weeks. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Easter sa- Saturday, well, Easter Sunday, and then what? Saturday night is the, the first game, and then there's a triple header on Easter Sunday. Woo! Beautiful. So, I mean, God coming through for us, a true holiday, you know, yeah. <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise, praise the Lord. All right, folks, uh, get that SGPN app. Like I said, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter, Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Uh, the college basketball experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And by the way, I love that Roger Harris talk we had going on. Uh, not Roger Maris, Roger Harris, the pitcher for a major league. Um, <laughs> In did the he chat. look just like Phil Necro? He oh, did. Yeah. He did. So go go check that out on Twitter on the College Basketball Experience at TCE on SGPN. Um, and uh, yeah, go check out the Slack channel as well, Sports Gambling Podcast, because we got. I mean, we're talking everything in there. We got the Masters around the corner. Subscribe to the Golf Gambling Podcast. Uh, you know, Pat, I know NC Nick's a big golf guy, so he's got that. So, all right, folks, this is the College Basketball Experience. Final four preview and picks episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from an undown